You are listening to Melbourne Lights Church Weekly Podcast. All right, do you have your Bibles? If you haven't, would you open them with me to John chapter 8, verse 12. John chapter 8, verse 12. I have been absolutely loving this Radical Jesus series that we've been, been doing. Who's been challenged by this series that we've been in? A few people? I've, I know, I've been challenged. Um, our sort, of, our sort of key verse in this series that we're doing, we're in a series, if you're new with us today, called Radical Jesus. Our key verse is from 1 John 4, verse 17. It says, as he, talking about Jesus, as he is in the world, so are we. Jesus is our example, but he's also our model. Like, we, we, you know, as he is, so are we. My question for us, for us is, do we really believe that? Do we really Believe that. Jesus himself says this in John 14, verse 12. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will they do. Do we really believe that? I think most of us think of Jesus as, you know, as um, the the unattainable example. Yes, he is the, the risen king. Yes, he is seated on the throne of heaven. He's the one we worship. But he says that those who believe in me will do the works that I've done and even greater works. Do we really believe that? Or do we read that and go, yeah, cool, for someone like Gabby, but not for me? Can we be honest this morning? Cool for somebody else. If we believe this, it has to change the way we live. It has to change you know, the, the, our, our expectation. It has to change what we do, what we give our time to. As we pursue Jesus, as we behold Jesus, as we spend time with him, as we respond to him in obedience, we should be being transformed to be more like him. That's what this series is about. It's not just kind of, you know, this is who Jesus was it's this is who Jesus was and is, and this is how we're called to be like him. This is what we're called to walk in, to live in, to not settle for anything less. It's not, you know, our, our expectation is not just, hey, you know, I, I'm happy just for a couple small things. No, no, I want to see everything that Jesus saw and more because the Bible says, he says, that's what our expectation should be. In 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18, I love this. It says, and we all... With unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. God is calling us as believers. If you are a follower of Jesus in this place today, God's calling for you is to be more like Jesus. Can you say amen to that this morning? You guys awake today? I don't mind you guys being noisy. It's all right. If you're, if you're new with us, you don't mind, I don't mind a little bit of, you know, I don't mind a little bit of back and forth. It's okay. Just let, let me know you're awake. Let me know you're alive. God's calling us to be like Jesus, to behold his glory. This verse is, uh, is referring to the Old Testament where Moses went up the mountain to be with Jesus, and he came down, and his face actually shone with the glory of the Lord. They, and the people said, whoa, you're too bright to look at. Put a veil over your face. It's like if you looked up at some of the lights that are up here. It's like we can't look at your face, so you have to put a veil over. We're called to behold the glory of the Lord. 
being consistently transformed from one degree of glory to another, living full of his spirit. And not only doing what he did, but doing greater things. Can you say amen? amen? Greater things than he did. We should be becoming more like Jesus. So here's my, here's my, my real question. So I, I, I like to ask real questions, and I hope that you can be honest with yourself and with the Lord this morning. I mean, you kind of have to be honest with the Lord because he knows everything anyways. It's amazing how often we, we, we try and not be honest with God and think that he doesn't actually already know what's in our heart. Can I ask you, can you honestly say, over the last two years, have you become more like Jesus? Yes, good. Amen. Thank you. Was that John? It was, it was John. <laughs> I'm glad you can honestly say. Can, honest, can we honestly say, over the last two years, have we become more like Jesus? I love it. I look at Lori, who got baptized last week. And I can honestly say that over the last four weeks that I've known her, Lori, you've become more like Jesus. You look different than four weeks ago. Let's give her a hand. It's amazing. I have a, bro- I have a brother named Andrew who lives in Denver in the U.S. with his, his wife, Joe, his daughters, Caitlin and Carissa. When I'm finally able to see them again, who knows when that will be, I wonder whether they'll say, Matt, you've become more like Jesus. I hope they won't just say, Matt, you've become more like Santa. You're, you're a larger version of yourself. Is the testimony of my life reflecting Jesus more and more? Is the testimony of our lives, no matter what season we find ourselves in, seasons of hardship or seasons of abundance, seasons of mountaintops or valleys, is the testimony of our lives that I'm reflecting Jesus more and more? That's the reality of this, of this series. That's the reality uh, as we spend time in the word and we spend time in his presence and as we worship him. It's not just to go through the motions, to tick the box, to go through another week, to get older, to hopefully make it to the end. And I don't know, what, you know what's the point? We do this so that we reflect more of him, that we behold him and we become like him. Is that the testimony of our lives? Even if you can't, here's the good news, even if you can't honestly say, that over the last two years, I've become more like Jesus. Start today. Today is the day of salvation. I love it that today is always the day. It's never too late to start until it's over. Today is the day. Let today be the day. When the Lord speaks, say yes. Step into his presence. Don't pull away. Don't hide away. Today is the day. This is what this is about. It's not just hearing about radical Jesus. It's not just hearing good stories. It's about seeing who he is, seeing the example that he sets for us, and then becoming more like him. Stepping into that and saying, God, I see that you are like this, and I'm not there yet. Help me become more like you. I see this thing in my life that's holding me back from becoming like you, from walking in the things that you walked in. Lord, would you help me deal with this? Lord, would you set me free? Lord, would you bring revelation? Lord, would you empower me to become more like you? We're not going back to old church, to normal church. 
I love that we are able to meet together again and that we can worship together. Because there's, there's something amazing about lifting our voices together to glorify Jesus. But we're not going back to old ways. Christianity, can I remind you, is not a spectator sport. You like that one, Ethan? Come on. It's not a spectator sport. If you're a follower of Jesus, whether you realize it or not, you are in the game. There are no spectators in the kingdom. It's about passionately pursuing him, becoming more like him, showing him to others, showing others who he is so that they can know him and so that they become part of his purpose and his plan. As we share with the three circles, that we come back into God's perfect plan for us. It's knowing Jesus and making him known. That's why we say this all the time. It's actually being disciples, humble, submitted, united, teachable, growing disciples who make disciples of Jesus. Let me remind you, we don't make disciples of ourselves, we make disciples of Jesus. As we're becoming like Jesus, we want to help other people become like Jesus. That's the purpose of our lives. Whatever you do for a job, it's just a means to be a disciple who makes disciples. You might make heaps of money, and you might make very little money. It makes no difference to Jesus. He's placed you there for a purpose and a reason to be a disciple who becomes like Jesus, becoming more like Jesus, to help others become like Jesus. Do you believe that God's called you to your workplace? I mean, you know, uh, uh, Olaf was sharing this morning, you know, there's a lot of people now after two years that are that, you know, thinking, oh, do I still want to do this job? Do I want to go back to the office? Do I want to, you know, maybe there's a change for me. And maybe there is. But the question we should be asking is not just, God, do you want me to change jobs? But God, where are you placing me? God, what do you have for me in the kingdom? He might want you to change jobs. But the point is not just the job. The point is the kingdom. The point is, where is God placing you? If God's placed you there, then he has a purpose and a plan for you in the place that he's placed you. I will. Thank you. It's to be disciples who make disciples. It's not just to show up on a Sunday, tick the box, and go on with life. If you're new with us, you'll find out we're not that sort of church. Um, you, you will feel uncomfortable and we're unapologetic about that. Because we're not actually here. We're not a cruise ship. We're a warship. We're on mission together. And so while we welcome you and we say, we hope you feel welcome and I hope you have a friendly response and you can have tea and coffee, that's not the point. This is like the halftime, but we're on mission together. We're a people who are on mission, who are becoming more like Jesus and are rescuing other people so that they can know him and become more like him. And it's uncomfortable because when we go after him, he shows us things that we need to grow in, we need to be free of, we need to change. We can't just play games because, like I said, Jesus knows everything. So let's be honest. Be honest with him today because he already knows. He already knows. Jesus came to be the light of the world. And when we choose to follow him, in that moment, it's like a WWE wrestler. He tags us into the game, and he goes, tag, you're it. 
I'm the light of the world, but he tags us into the game, and then we get to go for it. We get to start destroying the works of darkness. We're like doing smackdowns and jumping off the top rope, and I didn't know how far I could take that, that picture. It's like, it's going to set up a blow-up bed or something and jump off. He tags us into the game. We're not spectators. We're not sitting there watching, watching something. He says, come in and be part of it. Come and do it. You're it. So this is, this is what we're seeing as more and more of us respond to the Lord, as more of, us, more of us have a revelation that every one of us has a part to play. We're seeing this sort of stuff happening, that we're called, we're qualified, we're equipped through the Holy Spirit to reach those that don't know Jesus and to make disciples. We're not going to move away from being disciples who make disciples. It's not about just our you know, you know, personal self-growth. We're not self-growth gurus. We're all about Jesus. We're disciples who make disciples. We're not going to move away from that. And, and, and we're seeing this in our midst. We're seeing testimonies of people stepping out and having opportunities to minister to others and people getting saved and people getting healed. And in, in this series that we've been doing, this Radical Jesus series, we've seen that Jesus came, firstly, to reveal the Father and restore us to the Father. It talks about identity and belonging, and family, security, boundaries that are for our good. We've seen that he came to seek and save the lost. That's our calling. That's our purpose. That's why we're here. That Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. That's our mission. To destroy the works of the devil. He came to reveal and demonstrate the kingdom. That's our mandate. That we reveal and demonstrate the kingdom. To preach the good news of the kingdom. It's our declaration. What are we declaring? What, what, what are we declaring when we open our mouths? Are we declaring the good news of the kingdom? Or are we declaring the junk that we see around us? Are we, de- are we declaring death and destruction? Or are we declaring the good news of the kingdom? There's a hope, there's a way, there's a light. He came to model humility. Paul talked about last week. That's our heart attitude. Everything is born out of humility. And today I want to look at this quickly. Jesus came to be the light of the world. It's our new nature. He came to be the light of the world. Have you found John chapter 8, verse 12? Did you you guys think, did you thought I forgot that? I thought I forgot it. I was like, oh yeah, that's that's where we're going. I got sidetracked. As I told you, I haven't preached for for a few weeks. I'm getting sidetracked. Keep me on track. Help me, people. It says this, John chapter 8, verse 12. Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus is the light of the world. What does that mean? It means that he is the exclusive source of spiritual light to the world. People search for spiritual light in a whole lot of different places And ultimately, although they might brand themselves as being light, it's actually darkness. Jesus is the exclusive source of spiritual light. It means that he he is the one. He says this in John chapter 14, verse 6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is the light. Jesus is the source of spiritual life. He's the only way to relationship with God. Every other way leads away from God. It leads to death and to darkness. But Jesus is the light. He's the way to relationship with the Father. 
But then in Matthew 5, Jesus says this. Verse 14. He says, firstly, he says, I am the light. But in Matthew 5, he says, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to the whole house or to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so they, they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Jesus says this, I am the light. But he also says you are the light. He's the light, but we're the light. We're disciples who are making disciples. He's the light, and we're the light. Jesus' nature is light. In 1 Timothy 6, verse 16, um, it says that Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords who alone has immortality, who dwells in unapproachable light. I mean, imagine that. If we, you know, if we saw Jesus in his full, full glory right now, we'd be burned up. It's unapproachable light. I don't recommend doing this, but have you ever tried to look at the sun? They say don't do it. It's not good for your eyes. But I'm pretty sure every kid at some point has, has ignored that advice and just, you know, for a second looked at the sun. It's like, my eyes, I'm burned. And the sun is such a, like, such a, 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 so far away, such a small diminished example of Jesus who dwells in unapproachable light. If we were to go toward the sun, at some point we'd be burned up. His nature is light. Where there's light, darkness has to go. When you turn on a light switch in a dark room, there isn't then a conversation between the light and the dark. Should I go now? A bit later? Unless you have a dimmer and you can turn the dimmer up. When you turn the switch on, the light goes on and it is light. There can be shadow, but there's light. It's not like sort of, you know, maybe there'll be light and maybe there won't be. We just know, you turn the lights on, the light is there and the darkness goes. Jesus is light. Jesus is the light. He is the way. He is the source. When we make him the Lord of our lives, when we follow him in obedience, Ephesians 3 verse 17 says that through the spirit, Jesus dwells in us. So he's the light. Through his spirit, he dwells in us. Ephesians 2 says that we're seated with Christ in heavenly places and that we're in Christ and he's in us. So the light, the one who dwells in unapproachable light through his spirit is in us. That's why Jesus says, I'm the light of the world. And he says, you're the light. You're the light because I'm in you. I mean, I, I, I don't know about you, but I know that without him, I'm not the light. I'm not much light without Jesus. But with him, with him dwelling in me, filled with his spirit, I become the light of the world. I become a light that, we, that, that, that he shines out of me. Jesus, who is the light of the world, is in us through his spirit. And he says, now you are the light of the world because I am in you. So let your light Shine. Can you guys say shine together with that with me? Shine. Shine. Why? Why? Why do we let our light shine? So that people will see Jesus, it says, through your good works and give glory to or come to know God the Father. Let your light shine, not so that you look good, not so that Melbourne Lights looks good. Oh, I get it? Lights? 
Not so that, it's so that Jesus is glorified and people come to know God the Father. And whether it's through good works, whether it's through praying for healing, whatever we do every day in every way, let Jesus shine through you. He is the light, and as he is in the world, so are we. Because Jesus is the light and he's in us, we become light. It's his light in us that shines to others. Because he's the light, we become light. It's his light. You get it? He says this. Jesus says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to him. He's in us, so we have spiritual authority. It's his authority that's released through us. It's his light that's released through us. Do you get that idea? It's not my authority. It's his authority. But he's in me. It's not my light. It's his light because he's in me. We want to let his light shine. So I want to ask the question this morning, what does this look like? How? Because we can talk about it. You go, yeah, yeah, that's great. And then we go and do nothing. We go, it doesn't change us at all. How? How do we do this? What does it look like? So you can see for all the astute observers, there's two stools up here. I'm going to ask Gabby to come up here with me this morning. Because we're going to tell you some stories that are going to stir your faith. Not just about Gabby being the light or me being the light, but about us together being the light. You can come up. Why don't you put your hands together? Let's welcome Gabby. Which side, Which is your side? Do you want to stand or do you want to, you want to sit? This is my side. Oh, we swap sides. So on the live stream, that was my, I think this is my better side. I don't know. It's just where my, no, no, because, oh, okay. No, no, you, yeah. <laughs> I need my notes. <laughs> I bet you guys didn't think we actually talked about that stuff on the live stream. Yeah. Depends on which way you part your hair. The girls are like, which side should I sit on? And then I like to be on that side, but I'll sit over here today. I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually quite nice doing this in front of real people. Oh, it's much nicer than doing it to so a camera. So beautiful, so beautiful. Preaching to a camera is a difficult task. Um, you feel like you're just <laughs> talking to yourself. But thank you guys for being faithful in watching the live stream, getting on, online, so and everyone who is behind the, behind the computers, behind the cameras making it happen. Yeah. Yeah, well done. So, um, talking about being the light. So, Gabby, can you share? I know you've got so many amazing testimonies, um, but I want to wanted to stir our faith this morning. Share some of the um, amazing testimonies recently of being the light. Yeah, I can. Can I share something else? First? Of course, you can. <laughs> Only because, um, yeah, just just a really quickly, just a couple of things um, to sort of back up the stories. And just Romans ten fourteen was just on my heart. Just yeah, it nice. says, "How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they not believe? Oh, sorry. How can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them?" Very and good. that someone's each of us. And so we're talking about the light, and that's what light yeah. looks like. Uh, it takes intentionality. It takes living on mission. It, mm. it's, um, and how do you know unless you go to the darkness? How do you know that, that your light is shining unless you go to dark places or the dark spaces? Um, Very good. We need to go. So some of my stories of, of, of sharing the light, being the light, um, are, are those stories. And some of you will know some of these. Uh, but one of them that stood out, now I have some recent ones, cool. obviously, um, Dandenong. I've got, this whole year has been packed with stories for me. God's just been so beautiful and gracious and has, has made space for me. And, and I've just been going out and going out. And 
um, seeing him just in, in many different contexts touch people because it's not just on the streets, but I've gotten to do that a fair bit. Yeah. Uh, but it's also, you know, um, in, in our workplaces, at church, like I've seen so much happening. But one of my stories that I love, um, and you'll love this, Bethany, um, was when we went to Cambodia a few years back. I can't remember how many years it is now. More than two. Oh, <laughs> Liana, you were there too. Yes, this was, um, you'll know which I'm talking about because it was, there were many places we went into and you go to those sort of nations and they're beautiful, but there's a, there's a spiritual darkness definitely that you feel tangibly. And so we were ministering with a group that, that ministers to to many different people, including um, into brothels and to, to kids on the streets. And so we had gone with a team into a karaoke bar, which was actually a brothel. And the karaoke bar is the front um, with the purpose of ministering to the girls that work there. And, um, and it was quite radical what we did because we, we, the team there actually paid for some girls and bought girls to come up to the room we were in, and that's how we got to speak to them. So as we get there, we're, we're being prepared, we, we're prayed up, we knew it was going to be a, a heavy kind of atmosphere place, but I tell you, when we got there, it still was like confronting, and the darkness actually was tangible, and I don't know if the girls felt it too, um, they, every, all of us felt it in different ways, but we had to walk up the stairs to go to the place that we were going to uh, minister to these girls, and just share the love of Jesus with them, and the higher up we got, I, I remember just getting the thicker it got and the harder it got to walk up, like literally, like not just in my head, not just I feel in my spirit. You know, Leanna's saying she could feel it. And I remember getting to near the top and I felt like a hand literally pushed my chest, like pushed it. Like, and it was like, whoa. And I said, no, geez. like in my spirit, we're like, no, we're going through anyway. I know there's opposition to this because that's what darkness does. It opposes light. It opposes Jesus. And so this pant comes, but we step up anyway. We get to the room. We look up. And just as a bit of fun, the number of the room was like seven. 777 and we just laughed because yeah it just you know it's just one of those fun things that oh god god's on this like it's his number he loves it I mean he loves all numbers but this one was just like whoa that's Jesus so so we went in and the girls come in and it's kind of awkward and kind of dark and heavy and you know why they're there they walk in not knowing what they'd find they're used to being abused they're used to going into to um, positions where they just have to um, do whatever the person paying us of them, and they come in not knowing what we were going to bring. And we came with gifts. We came with joy. We they put the karaoke songs up. We sang. I mean, Bethany just went for it. <laughs> but you know what? There was such a release of breaking. Um, joy into an atmosphere of darkness and hope wow. into such a hopeless place. We got to talk with the girls, pray with the girls, bring Jesus into that whole situation with anyone that we could in that room and, and shift light into darkness. Wow. There was a definite shift of hope into hopelessness. And uh, yeah, so that was one story where it was just amazingly just wow, like full on. Um, do you want me to yeah, take keep, a quick yeah. dandy dong? Some sure. more? I, I, what I love is that uh, you've got so many of these stories because you've been intentional. And I, I like that you said before, like you see it um, in every day, but you've made intentional time to step out. Um, you know, whether it's going overseas or whether it's going, stepping out in Dandenong or just yeah. making space yeah. to go, you know, I want to be the light. So Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we just have to, we are 
the light because he's put the light in us. So we just look around now and we look for opportunities. And, and the thing that Jesus has really convicted me on is you don't go on missions, you live on mission. And it shifts your mindset because then it's like, whoa, I need to be switched on, listening to the Holy Spirit, looking for opportunities every day, everywhere, in my everyday, everywhere. And my neighbours, my family, my, the people at the shops, um, whatever it takes. And sometimes it takes being intentional and doing these intentional outreaches to push us out of that fear zone, push us out of the mindset of, I don't know, I don't know how to do this, it's awkward. Um, and those, we, we can borrow people's courage. Go with people if it's, it's scary. Go with someone, do it with someone. And um, that's really helpful. So, yeah, I've got, I just, it's very hard finding any specific stories because I've been going out quite a lot. And the more you go, the more you see. Because you got the so many. You, <laughs> yeah, the more you go, I mean... Yeah, if you are not seeing people healed, saved, set free, um, just keep going and keep doing it. Uh, I know for me I wanted to see it, but I wasn't doing it in, in the way that I could have been. Make the most of every moment. Make the most of opportunities. Let Jesus be on your lips. Don't hold back from sharing hope with people. Give them a chance to hear. Give them a chance to not just hear, but to encounter his presence. And that's what we've been doing in the streets. Yeah, so in Dandenong, uh, we've been going... For Week after week, Chantal and I, we just felt just go, hit the streets, release the sound. That's what he said. And so we, 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 our thing is, what's the word on the street? We listen to the Holy Spirit. He gives us a word. Chantel draws it out in chalk. And we believe that there's a sound that's released. And we know that, that we're being light in a dark place. And every week it's different. Uh, but we've seen God just encounter so many people, like um, just people being healed, like people are starting to get to know us. So there's one guy who we prayed for his, his back. He wanted prayer for that. And he, three times we prayed and each time it got better. We, uh, and he left, he was so happy. And then um, we, we went back last week, or I can't remember now. No, the week before. And this guy, his name's Paul, came running up to us and said, can you pray again? Like I was so good for three days and it's starting to hurt again. And it's like, oh, okay, come on. They, they're getting to know, this is the place. Come and get healed. Jesus touches people here, sits down, we pray for him and off he goes again and God's on him. Uh, it's so good. We've also um, just had so many, sal- like just salvations lately. Just people so open, so open. We got to put our hands together for that. So hungry. Okay, hang on a second. That's, that's, I think we get in this thing of like somebody gets saved and we go, yeah, cool. How do we expect to see more when we can't actually celebrate? When somebody says we're seeing salvations, we maybe need to put our things down and actually put our hands together and give Jesus praise. It's not Gabby or Chantel. They're seeing Every week, people get saved. Can we put our hands together and celebrate that? Yes. There Come we go. on, Jesus. <laughs> I know the angels are celebrating too, and it's, it's so beautiful. And what we do is we just um, invite his presence to come to yeah. just encounter them. We invite them into an encounter. That they come, we don't force, we're not Bible bashing. We do look for every moment we can to bring Jesus into the story. There was a, an older gentleman by the name of John that we've gotten to know quite well. He, um, the first time he came for prayer and I just, um, he had some physical things and I just then said to him, you know, Jesus is not far away, he's right here. And just like the wind, we can't see the wind, but you can feel it, right? I said, Jesus is here right now and he wants you to feel him. Can I pray for you to feel him? That's as simple as I say. Grab his hands. No one said no to me yet. And, um, and then it's on him. And do we believe he's going to show up? Because it's a scary thing to pray if you don't believe he'll show up. 
every time I've prayed, I'll say to them then, did you feel something? Keep it really simple. What did you feel? Did you feel something? They'll say, yeah, I felt a calm. Like, hey, this man, John, said, I felt real calm. Sometimes they can't find words. I, yeah. I feel peace, like peaceful. I said, that's his presence. That's who Jesus is. Then we pray. Then he came back the next um, time he saw us. Gabby, Gabriella. He calls me Gabriella. <laughs> so he, he, calm, John. And he met Chantel and we prayed with him again. And then we had the chance to actually explain the gospel to him. And, and he gave his life to Jesus. And that was amazing. That was good. Well done. So, so last week we took him a Bible. We took him a Bible, and there in the streets, we've got a stones, like just where Leanna's sitting, where a group of um, Muslims doing their prayer time, and we're right here, and I said, right, we're going to do our Bible study now. I'm going to teach you about Jesus and what this actually Come means. On. So there we are. We're sitting there doing church on the streets. So it was heaps of fun, and that's the sort of thing we're seeing, just healings, just, yeah. and, and, and yes, demons manifesting too, and people reacting. <laughs> like, you get that as well, because... Darkness doesn't love to flee. Like darkness sometimes resists, but Jesus, you stand firm. Jesus, yeah. the light is always stronger than the darkness. So, Very yeah. good. Yeah. I know we know, uh, you know that, that outreach or mission, um, it's every day in every way. You know, it, it's not an event, but sometimes, like you said, we need to be intentional about a time because it gets us, it gets us in the mindset of thinking every day in every way, doesn't it? Yeah. So it gets us like, it makes us aware of what God's doing. And, you know, and then, you know, then, you know, when we're in the shops, there's opportunities. And we, we actually, yeah. it opens our eyes to see. It opens our eyes. And so just a quick story on that is then I was, because I've been going out with others, and that's where I used to get my courage. Go with brave people and stand there and pray. And then maybe pray something and maybe say something or give something. And my heart was, and start with that place, is, is I want this, Jesus. I'm not there yet. But I'm going to look at people who are that little bit further mm. along and follow them and walk with them. Like Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. Let's walk together. Go with someone who's that little bit further. Listen to stories. Feed yourself. Feed you know, build up your faith. I, I would fast and pray because I was desperate. I'd, and that, that was what would push me actually over the edge was um, I'm hungry and I'm desperate. And then I'm literally hungry. And, and then I suddenly became aware of his voice. And that's what fasting does and, and the one in front of me. And so what happened then after going in groups was one day I'm running into the shops and I see someone who needs prayer. Um, well, actually, yeah, begging, uh, there's a few of these now too. Um, actually, he was playing music, and I felt the Holy Spirit say, give him something. And so I'm like, oh, okay, I'll run into the shops. I'll get money out. That's good. How do you want me to do this? I start to overthink a bit, but come out. I'm like, I'm doing it no matter what. So I go up to him, start to ch chat, you know, introduce myself. How are you going? It's a bit cold, you know, very, just be real. Be real, be natural, care about their story, the person. They're a real person that Jesus loves with a story. And start listening to the story. And then I get to say, this is, this is who I am. I always quickly now bring it to, hey, I, I, I'm someone who loves Jesus. I follow Jesus. I want to bring hope. Can I pray for you? Can you? And so that's what I got to do with him. And it's so exciting. Like you feel like, I mean, this man encountered Jesus as well, just sitting out there. He was so blessed. He couldn't believe I would stop and do that. Yeah. Prayed with him, prayed for his partner, prayed for his kids, you know, because Jesus cares about all that. And, and yeah, so there's opportunities everywhere. everywhere. I love it. There is. It's amazing. All of us are going to have opportunities this week. Are you guys, are you expecting? Because we're talking about being the light. I mean, you're probably already having them, but you are going to have them now. I'm prophesying. Um, so I, I, I want to ask another, another um, question, because I think often when we think about being the light, 
we think specifically about like outreaching. You know, we've got to go on outreach. We've got to like, you know, we're going to go pray for the sick. Or what can this look like? Because I know there's, you know, there's so many creative ways. And there's a whole lot of creative people in the room here. Um, and, and as Ethan said before, um, you might not, everyone might not feel charismatic. You are able to share with, with people. But you, sorry, Jordy. So, sorry, Jordan. I think Ethan, Ethan had said it at some point. Ethan's always saying something like that. But Jordy said it. We might not all feel charismatic. Um, and we grow in that. But there's so many creative people when I look around, who have, have creative skill sets or businesses or different opportunities and doors that God's opening. What can this look like? What are some of the creative ways? Because I know you've got a whole lot of them as well. And yeah. we're going to put some of these in our newsletter um, this week as well. Yeah, there's lots of ways. I just wanted to say that um, reaching out to the lost and, and loving the lost is not a personality type. And look, I'm not, you might think I'm, I'm quite extroverted. I'm not. Like I've come from a background of being very shy. I don't love, I'm not the life of the party, walk in and here I am. And so it's not a personality type. It's an obedience type. It's a love type. So Ooh. if you love Jesus, you'll obey you'll obey. You'll step out. Very you'll good. do it. You'll just do it. You can't help but do it. And yes, Holy Spirit will help you grow in that. Very and good. yes, it will look different because you need to be fully you, full of him. This is an intimacy thing, but it's an obedience mm. thing. And darkness is everywhere. Let me just say that. It's not in the d- d- dark city, in parts of the city. Or uh, Darkness is everywhere, like Matt said. It's not a place. It's a state of being. And so people walking past us every day, they're lost. If they don't know Jesus, they're in darkness. They might look like they've got everything. They might be the happiest people in the world, the most successful people in the world, but they are so lost in darkness, they need the light. And so how can we walk past? How can we not be moved? And that's my heart's cry, is the more I'm with Jesus, the more he undoes me, and the more I'm convicted that this is not about me. This is so not about me. And my life could be over and it will be over, in our, you know, but who knows when. What am I doing with what he's given me? So let's never miss an opportunity to show love, hey? Mm. Um, my other thing, sorry, can I do, <laughs> This is the bad thing about me. I've got things. But, but Jesus just put some downloads in me. Very but good. it is all stemmed, it stems from being with Jesus. Like intimacy with Jesus is where we get, where the light becomes bright. It's like solar lights, like I was thinking of the solar lights. Unless they have light on them, the sunlight, they're not going to shine very brightly and they may not actually work. They might be there, but are they functioning? If you want to function in full brightness, be with the sun, the sunlight. Sit with the sun, be close with the sun, and your brightness will start to shine. Um, I love it. We're going to unpack that more next week. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So, I've got four. Already planning it. <laughs> Great. I love it. I love it. Isaiah 32 8 says, A generous people plan to do what is generous and they stand firm in their generosity. So, these are my four things, and I'm going to tell you the ideas. Plan, because it doesn't just happen. Yep. It doesn't just, you're not going to just, well, sometimes you walk out and someone comes to you and says, Tell me how I can be saved. Why are you shining? I need to know Jesus. That's amazing. But other than that, you need to be intentional because we are so not not conditioned for this, like our new nature is, but we need to get in alignment with that, um, with God's way. Plan. So make a plan. How am I going to do this? I want to pray. I want to be intentional. I want to be looking out for the one. How am I going to do it? Make a plan. Just plan. Be ready. Uh, Prepare. Be prepared practically. We put sleeping bags now in the back of our car, new ones ready to give out. Bibles. Have a Bible ready. Every time I go around the corner, they all slide and go, (laughs) (laughs) But have things, money. Have cash on you. Like, there's simple, practical things, but the amount of times I would go out and not have something, 
and then it's like, oh, oh, sorry, no, I can't help. Those are door openers. They're just practical things, but they're door openers to the gospel, to connection. That's, that's the aim. Presence, invite his presence, like I said, not just in your life. Dare to invite him to come and touch the person you're praying with or to say, like I said, hey, Jesus is here right now. Can I pray for you to feel him? Try it, try it. I dare you because it, it, he turns up. He does turn up. And <laughs> double the last, <laughs> double dare. So plan, prepare, presence, and preach Jesus. So there are four Ps, but preach Jesus. Yes. Be intentional. Look for the moments to bring Jesus into the conversation. I don't have time to tell you of how I, I've been able to do that, but bring Jesus in. We'll unpack, um, okay. we'll unpack it more in the weeks to come. Yeah, cool. So ideas. <laughs> Some of you know, some of you are doing this, um, but you don't think it's, it's like, oh, like you just have put it down to just being something really natural, but God uses the natural and breathes on it and makes it supernatural. Yeah. So things like, um, well, like Geordie was saying with the young adults, they were giving out hope cards, they uh, were praying for people, that's what we love to do. But you can give out flowers. You can buy flowers and give them out to people. You can, uh, people who love baking, bake some cookies and go give them to the neighbors and just tell them Jesus loves you. Or, yeah, yeah like I just wanted to brighten up your day and, you know, Jesus just loves you. Put Jesus in there. Um, write cards. You can just bless your neighbors. You can bless the people at the shops. You can bless people at the park. Write a little short note. Put them under windscreens. Um, give them away and bless bless people. <laughs> pay for drive-through. Like um, at, when you go through drive-through, pay for the person behind you. I started with that thing because I was like, oh, okay, I'm a bit scared, but I'm going to do this. And then you can drive away. But um, I've done something. <laughs> the next, I did it the first time, and they're like, the ladies, that the attendant, the girl was, her eyes lit up. Like she's like, really? Like, what? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I just, I'm a Christian. I want to bless them. So that's, that's all I did. The next time I'm like, oh, I should have told them really that Jesus loves them too. Because, <laughs> and so you grow and you learn as you go. As you go, he teaches you and you get better at it. And he says, hey, do it this way. So next time I'm like, okay, Jesus really loves you. Did you know that? And can you, you know, I want to pay for the person behind me. And can you tell them the reason I'm doing it is because Jesus sees them and loves them. <laughs> you them Will you do get that? Them to do the outreach yes. for you. So they it. do it. It's so good. Well, um, so, sometimes doing that is like that. Even though you're blessing the person behind you, you're actually ministering to the person yeah. right there. I was I was uh, just in the street of Barrack with my kids and the neighbor kids, and we were getting meat for a barbecue or something. Walked out. There's an old guy saying, "Do you have any money?" Um, and I said, "Yeah, sure." Give him. I don't know. Whatever. Some, whatever was in my wallet. Um, and one of the, the neighbor girl goes, "Oh, he's always asking for money." I said, yeah, no, I've given him money before. She goes, why? I said, because we're blessed to be a blessing, because we believe Jesus loves people. And she looked at me like, what? And I thought, in that moment, I mean, whether it ministered to the guy who was asking for money or not, it's an opportunity to actually just share something with the neighbor kids. Yeah. And you get to see, like, the wheels turning. So, you know, so it's, good. it's all the opportunities. It's all opportunities. And if you've got kids in the car, they're learning, they're watching, they're going, this is normal. Ah, yep. oh, this is, we're, where's Ethan? We're Christians, is what we do. Like, this is normal. Okay, <laughs> pray for the sick. Oh, pay for someone's food. Pay for petrol. Um, that's actually a costly one, a that's, very costly one mm. at the moment. <laughs> but I know that <laughs> my daughter Bethany expensive. has done that many times. God just seems to always ask her to do that. And she's got amazing stories petrol of ministering to the attendant at the petrol station because they're so blown away by and God just showing up and healing some she's I'll leave that to her but amazing opportunities they're door openers um Uber Eats delivery drivers grab them pray for them share Jesus with them I've done that very sometimes they're on the run I've done it 
Yep, tip, tip them, them. Give them extra. Be generous. God is a generous God. He gave everything. He gave Jesus. Like, let's be generous. Let's change the narrative because sometimes Christians are seen as stingy, mean people, and we're not. Come on, let's show them Jesus. He's Come on. not. Um, Come on. Bring people into your family. This is great. Like, bring them into your family. We, as Christians, um, God says he sets the lonely in family, right? But we often think, oh, that means invite them to church. Uh, actually, bring them into your family, into your home. Let them see that they too can be loved by a family, adopted. Seppo is like an adopted son in our family. Yeah, Aren't on, you, Seppo? You're yeah. one of us now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Bring them into your family. Seppo Conlon. Oh. <laughs> but, you know, um, that's the place where, you, where belonging happens, where actually that that family opens the door to this family, the wider family. Um, there's so much. Take someone out for coffee. We met a lady, beautiful lady, last one on the streets a couple of years back, three years maybe, four now. Um, Di, Lady Di, you'd remember Di. We called her Lady Di. Beautiful Di, met her on the streets, got to minister the love of Jesus to her. And in that moment, I said, come and sit. I'll buy you coffee. And we sat, we had coffee. I heard her life story, prayed with her. And the next thing we did was invite her to Christmas at our house. And then she came and joined this family. It was the week before Christmas. Yeah. And he said, come have Christmas lunch. Yeah. And she was in the church for, for a year. From that moment, every yeah. week, God encountered her until she passed away. Yeah. And she didn't have long. Yeah. And none of us would have known that. And what if we didn't stop? And I think of her often and, and her smiling face. God did such a transformation and restoration in her family. Um, use events like Christmas, Easter, Valentine's, your birthday. I know Matt's doing that. Use your birthday. Invite people. Use things. Yeah, I love that. Just say that you, I want to encourage you guys that each of you has a story of hope. Each of you has a story where Jesus has rescued you and saved you. You might think, well, my story's not dramatic. I wasn't in drugs. I wasn't you know, on the streets, I don't have a gangster background. I don't, I don't know, whatever it is. You know, drug, sex, rock and roll, <laughs> whatever. Um, I don't have anything I was, uh, uh, but, <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> I'm just picturing you as a gangster now. <laughs> I'm just picturing the bikers that I was talking to the other week. Um, bring them in. Wow. Um, yeah, so, but each of you has a story that matters because all of us, like I said, Darkness is a, is, is a state of, of being, mm. and all of us were in darkness regardless of whether mm. you've been kept by God and you, you loved him for all your life or whether you were saved dramatically, but your story is just as drastic and just as important and just as Im mm. just real as, you know, as anyone's. So use it, share it. There's power in your testimony. Don't hide it. Don't hold back by sharing so your good. story everywhere to so anyone. Wherever you go, you have a story to share. So good. Can we thank Gabby? Thank you for storing our faith. We hope you've enjoyed this week's message. If you have any questions or would like more information, please contact us at melbournelightschurch.com.au.